Bitcoin, or any other cryptocurrency. That's the sound of the money truck backing up to your front door, Hoss. Nobody's going to put money into a crazy scheme like that. Okay, here comes the catch. This has to cost a lot of money. Bitcoin or any other cryptocurrency. Bye, bye, bye! Yes, the money is good. We don't have that much time left. Let's talk rocket ships. First, Bitcoin. Three, two, one. This is Crypto Karma with the sensei of cryptocurrency, Nick Green. Welcome to Crypto Karma. I am Nick Green, and I'm here to talk to you about the wonderful world of Bitcoin, what's trending in the news, good things to pay attention to, price action, and the progress of this wonderful emerging market known as cryptocurrency and blockchain. So let's start off with what is really happening in the prices. For altcoins, they're doing really good. We're at the beginning of the alt season, and the entire cryptocurrency market cap is at $2 trillion. So think about that for a minute. $2 trillion. That's more money than Facebook, Apple. It puts the cryptocurrency market right up there in the top three or four asset classes in the world. And we are definitely right in the middle of an alt season. Uh, technically, some people will say things just got started, but based on history, we are right in it. We're right in the thick of it. There have been amazing gains, thousand percent plus gains. And I think it has a lot to do with crypto going mainstream and the amount of money in the market. The volume right now, the market cap of cryptocurrency is at a ridiculous record-breaking $2 trillion. $2 trillion in the world of crypto. And what's amazing is when you compare that, it's worth way more than Facebook. It's worth more than most of the 500 fortune companies. And it definitely is competing with Apple. Apple just broke $2 trillion in 2020. So that really does a lot for cryptocurrency. And it really teaches people not only is it here to stay, but it still has a very, very, very long way to go. Considering the market cap of gold is, well, as big as it is at almost $10 trillion, because this is still an emerging market. And you're looking at Bitcoin now as becoming the favored store of value. Remember, one Bitcoin is more than one kilogram of gold. So the entire Bitcoin market, could Bitcoin 8x itself? Could it literally be worth over $500,000? Well, most people seem to think so, including JP Morgan, Grayscale, Elon Musk, anybody in any big corporation in a Bitcoin, they're doing it because they're expecting it to. They want to see those gains of 10x. Well, doing that is definitely going to compete with gold, if not leave it in the dust. So it's not too late to get in. There's still plenty of time to get into cryptocurrency and to buy Bitcoin. You just don't really want to be late because of the speed of crypto. Every week does make a difference. It does matter. In fact, the week of April 6, Bitcoin was worth $58,000, which has been a nice steady range. But what it is doing is losing dominance to the alts. What that means is a lot of money is flowing from Bitcoin and going into all the alternative cryptocurrencies, Ethereum, Chainlink, Tron, especially Tron. There's a whole lot out there making money right now. So Ethereum finally broke an all-time high of $2,100. And that was a pretty big run considering just a week or two ago, it, literally one week, it was hovering around $1,700. So that's a big gain, and the next target's 2500 bucks. So you could get in and still get yourself a good 30 40% gain. I think that's realistic, but most people are also calling for five dollars or $10,000 Ethereum before the end of the year. Maybe not so unrealistic, considering the amount of institutional money that's here. Also up, Chainlink, almost $34 today, up from about 30 bucks last week. 
Remember, Chainlink hung around 30 bucks, $28, $29 for the last couple of weeks after a huge run-up in February and March and kind of just chilling for a little while, but we're starting to see money flow right back into it, and hopefully it's going to hit that $40 target real soon. Dogecoin, no matter how much Elon Musk tweets about it, is still hanging on to six cents. Once it breaks 10 again, we're going to see it do some exciting things, but for now, it's just waiting to get to Mars. Litecoin is around 230 bucks up from about $200 over the past two weeks. These are incredible gains. You can only get this in cryptocurrency as nothing else is gonna give this to you. One of my favorites, because it's the one you love to hate, is Ripple. So XRP had an all-time high over three bucks. It's at $1. Will XRP break that again? A lot of people think so, including myself. I could easily see this in the five to $8 range. What it's not gonna do is be worth 589 bucks. Don't ask why, there's a whole XRP army out there, people who want to validate Ripple and not only go to the moon, but get them out of the basement. I don't see that happening. Will it break 10 bucks? Eventually, one day, maybe not this bull run, but I do see five, six, seven dollars, maybe even as high as eight, realistically. So now Ripple is up from 60 cents just one week ago. That is a huge, huge jump. I don't need to tell you that. And then there's a lot more to talk about Ripple. This week on Crypto Karma's Fact or Fiction. Well, is Ripple dead? Fiction. And here's why. What happened is Ripple was delisted from the majority of United States exchanges. They will let you hold on to it and you could transfer it to another wallet, but you cannot buy it or sell it. And the funny thing is they were never told to. The whole reasoning came from December in 2020. The price dropped pretty dramatically when Coinbase and other exchanges announced that they were going to stop the sales all because of a lawsuit from the SEC. Well, what people like to forget is this is not the first time the SEC has sued a cryptocurrency. And a lot of times when they sue that company or any other company, all they want is money. It really ends up with a settlement, some empty promises, and then they move on to somebody else. It doesn't mean anything is really significantly wrong with Ripple, but a lot of people I'm sure are wondering why they can't access to buy it or sell it. And if you did sell it, well, I don't know how to feel about that. It's, it's the smart thing if you're trading to get out of Ripple while the SEC will disturb the market for a little while and use that money to make it somewhere else. Cardano would have been my favorite. It's exactly what I did. And then getting back into Ripple is obviously a good thing because once this lawsuit settles, the price is gonna skyrocket. That's what I'm expecting, is for this settlement to basically go away and American investors get right back into XRP, that's when we're gonna pass $5. Well, what is this lawsuit? What's going on? Here's what happened with the SEC and Ripple. It all started in 2015 when the United States Department of Justice and the Financial Crimes Enforcement registered XRP as a convertible virtual currency. That allowed for sales and secondary market transactions, which is basically trading. So back in 2015, they basically got the right to sell their tokens, allowed for sales, and it's tradable. The weird thing is the SEC is saying, ah, maybe that's true, but other laws must have been broken and we think you're a security. So the claim is that from the SEC that over the past seven years since Ripple's been around, they sold $1.3 billion, that's billion with a B, worth of XRP tokens, while they should have been deemed as a security. Pretty interesting how that does affect the price, but what's happening, and you may ask, how did we hit a dollar? Well, not a whole lot changed in the lawsuit. There's been some progress, and Ripple filed basically for discovery 
to see documents from the SEC as to why Bitcoin and Ethereum are not considered securities. Obviously, once they find out why Bitcoin and Ethereum are not considered securities, that is only going to help their case much more. So the SEC has a problem with the money that Ripple made and how they distributed billions of XRP tokens and what they call the unregistered sales of XRP, totaling about $600 million. The complaint includes the founder of Ripple XRP, Brad Garlinghouse and CEO Christian Larson as well. The complaint is not just about Ripple, but it also includes Christian Larson, the company's co-founder, the executive chairman of the board. And it's good to note that he also works with the uh, EMF. Moving on, the CEO, Brad Garlinghouse, is the company's current CEO and that they helped raise money to finance the company's business. $600 million in total. Not sure really that they did anything wrong here. It seems like the enforcement is about how they registered, and I'm sure taxes have something to do with it. But I don't think they would have stopped the way that they conducted business. And it probably would not have had a whole lot of... Um, changes other than maybe how they register what they call themselves a few different filings it seems pretty superfluous in my opinion a lot of it i think has to do with price manipulation the reason that the price was driven down so much was of course the sec lawsuit but keep in mind when the price went down volume didn't really change much i'm not sure that not letting americans buy or sell ripple really changed much as of now ripple is the fourth largest cryptocurrency by market cap at 45 billion dollars the company has been around seven years. So it's not really affecting it. The volume is staying very high, but perhaps with a price driven down to as low as in the 20 cent range, below 20 cents back when Coinbase and others delisted, what do you think was happening? Well, a bunch of people with a lot of money on the sidelines waiting for drops like this, or maybe even were involved or knew about it, they were definitely buying Ripple. Sub 20 cents is a hell of a price when you compare it to the dollar it is today. That's five times return your money. These large corporations were definitely buying XRP. I'm sure Coinbase was probably one of them. So as everybody saw this price action, it's all the buying and, well, legal buying in Asia and Americans using VPNs that are driving the price right back up. There's a lot of dedicated people known as the XRP army that support XRP token and the Ripple itself and they wanna see it succeed. So most of that price action came from Asia that brought it all the way up to a dollar. And that tells me it only has a long way to go considering Americans can't access Ripple to buy right now or sell. And here is a Crypto Karma sidebar. So what is Ripple? Well, basically it's a platform that's open source protocol and it's designed to allow fast and cheap transactions worldwide. It's not like Bitcoin in the sense that Bitcoin was not intended as a payment machine the way Ripple is. Ripple wants to replace Swift. It's an overseas remittance for instant remittance. They are being used by over 100 companies globally, including Santander. The price is minimal to move millions of dollars in XRP token anywhere in the world, and they'll be able to get it within seconds. About Ripple XRP, something I find really interesting is as Ripple is demonstrating its proof of work back in December of 2018, Shortly after eToro listed XRP as a tradable asset, over $33 million worth of XRP was transferred from one wallet to another, and it cost less than a cent, literally about a third of a penny. That's part of what makes XRP so valuable and so good. Can it replace Swift? Absolutely. If you could send millions of dollars anywhere in the world, well, think of what people like you and I could do. So it's not just about businesses 
sending millions of dollars. Of course, they want to save a lot of money in those transactions, and there's nothing better than instant liquidity. I personally don't understand what takes banks so long to transfer money from one country to another to post it into another institution after they verified it. Well, I think most people know that banks are hedging with your money. They are using it for that deposit that takes three, four, or five days to post or longer. They're literally just making money off you. They're making interest off of your deposit. And then after a few days, that they just make it up. They say, oh, here's your own money that you transferred. And we're taking a fee for transferring that money for you, for letting you or a family member get it in another country. And for the last few days, we've been making profit off of your money without sharing it with you. That's double dipping. I'm not a big fan of how big banks work by any means. And this is something that Ripple doesn't like either. This year, Ripple has been very aggressive working towards forming more partnerships with banks to improve international payments. They're definitely giving SWIFT the backseat and the ability to handle more than 10,000 transactions in one second makes Ripple a very, very appealing network. So the platform for XRP, which is Ripple, has a whole lot of intrinsic value on top of it. Not only is it great for institutions, but think about if you have a relative in Mexico, how difficult has it been? How much does it cost to go to MoneyGram, to have the money sent? They take off a big percentage of whatever it is that you're sending, right, right down to the next country, right below us. And sometimes if you wanna go bank to bank and not use Western Union or somebody that's outrageously expensive, it could take a couple of days until your loved one could get the money. So if they need instant liquidity, banks are not the way to go. If you don't have money to spare and you're not a fan of big fees, well, Western Union and MoneyGram are really gouging you for something they could do a whole lot cheaper. Imagine if they're using the Ripple network. Would they still have to charge you those high fees? Probably not. They could give you a break and in fact, make more money. And of course, MoneyGram and Western Union have both been in negotiations with Ripple because it's a platform that benefits everyone. Not only can you send money to somebody in another country instantly who may need it, but it's not gonna cost an arm and a leg to do it. That is really the biggest benefit I see with Ripple. Now, Ripple Labs has a whole lot going on, not just about the XRP token, not just to make money off of how they are as an asset in the cryptocurrency space, but also instant remittance, gaming, gambling, even more. They have one of the most incredible blockchains out there, and it's really exciting to see what Ripple's going to be doing in the future. So is now a good time to buy? Uh, well, in my book, absolutely. There's a lot of gains to be had, and I think the best way to buy is before Coinbase and Gemini and eToro and others start allowing American users to buy and sell the asset. Because getting in now is going to be a lot more important than when millions of other people are going to start driving that price up. Those are my two Satoshis on what to do with XRP right now. I think it's a great investment, a great buy, definitely something for a long-term hold. But remember, the most important thing, if you're looking to make money off this, is to take profits. I think this summertime is probably gonna be when we see XRP hit new all-time highs. And as a coin hits an all-time high, like Ethereum recently did, like Chainlink's about to do, that's a great time to take profits. Is there more upside? Absolutely. You've gotta let some profits ride. But when you're playing with house money, it's a lot less risky. And risk mitigation is really important. You wanna preserve your capital. So get that money back, hold on to your profits, Hitting a new all-time high is a guaranteed avenue, guaranteed profit zone for you. It's a great way to ensure that you're making your money back and you're playing with house money. And now looking forward, it's nothing but gains. And what else is trending in the news? Well, Crypto Karma has been keeping a close eye on Coinbase. That's America's favorite exchange for cryptocurrency. They have an IPO coming out April 14th. 
This is going to be one of the first IPOs of a company that is solely based in the cryptocurrency space. It's a big one because Coinbase is valued at, well, hold on to your seats, over $1 billion. It is a very, very, very high value company, and they were going to release about 114.9 shares to the public. Yeah, there's some pre-sale going on, but unless you're an employee or probably a really big investor on the platform, we just don't have that access. So Coinbase, they brought in $1.3 billion in revenue. That's $1.3 billion in revenue in 2020, more than double what they did in 2019. It's a huge testament to how mainstream cryptocurrency is going. A lot of that is institutional money. They have helped a lot of companies facilitate very large buys and the hundreds of millions of dollars for Bitcoin. So they are doing their job in helping it go mainstream. They are facilitating institutions to invest in cryptocurrency and they do a whole lot to bring cryptocurrency to everybody's face. So pros and cons, let's talk about Coinbase. They have a lot of pros, very easy to use. They have educational tools, which I think benefits everybody. And I always tell everybody, get on there and earn free tokens. They tie it into their education. You can watch videos and learn literally what almost every token, every asset, every coin that they sell, what it is, what its value is, and what it's there for. These are great pros for somebody new to the space. I strongly recommend going to Coinbase and you could download their app, which is extremely easy to use, and you could learn and even set up recurring purchases. They also are starting to offer staking. Well, staking is basically locking up your tokens and allowing it to be used by the exchange for liquidity in exchange for an earned interest rate. In crypto, it's typically an APY, annual interest rate, and they range anywhere from 3% to 30%, depending on the exchange you're on and what it is that you're staking. I think they got Tezos at about 4%, and they are gonna be releasing Ethereum staking quite soon. My guess is it's gonna be after the ETH 2.0 release. So there's a lot of pros for Coinbase, and what are the cons? There's always a flip side to this. Well, high fees. They definitely take the cake as they wanna be number one in everything in the crypto space. They are number one in high fees. They charge a lot of money to make transactions, even to convert currencies, to buy or sell. There's not a lot of tricks. You gotta juggle it between USD, transfer to other exchanges. It serves a great purpose, but if you're gonna make a large buy, your fees could be in the thousands and thousands of dollars. I have personally experienced that. When you compare that to somebody like Binance, well, true, they cap, Binance US, of course, caps what you're allowed to buy or sell at any one time. It's never above $10,000, which I'm sure is because they don't wanna report every transaction to the IRS. Along with that, they have a capped fee of $50 per transaction. The less you're trading, the lower the fee, but the more you trade, you still don't go above 50 bucks. So there's a whole lot of risk mitigation on fees here, a lot of practicality. When you compare that to Coinbase, there's no justification for Coinbase having such high fees. The other one is poor customer service. You cannot get someone on a phone, forget it. It is not gonna happen. They have what they call a chat room and you can pull a ticket and email and within a couple days they'll get back to you. Maybe, maybe not vaguely fix the problem. I've had a few poor instances and run-ins myself where I figured it out from other traders in the space and didn't really get any help from Coinbase. Um, really discouraging when you see that they bring in over a billion dollars in revenue. I say hire some customer service people right here in America. It shouldn't be that hard. On top of it, you've made enough money. You're going IPO, lower your fees. Help people out that wanna use your platform for trades or make bigger investments. Don't take so much for yourself. That's just being greedy.
Here's your crypto karma tip of the day. Don't get cold feet. You cannot hesitate because things move at the speed of crypto. I've said it many times before. Just listening to the price action, 20, 30% gains in one day, 20, 30% drops. What goes up must come down. What goes down must be bought. So you can't panic when the market dips. This market is mostly controlled by two things, fear and greed. Greed is good. That's what Gordon Gecko said. It gives all of us the urge to buy. We all want more. We want gains. We see the future. Every investor speculates is greedy, and we want that. We want more investors. We want more greed. But you kind of got to know when to let go. You got to take profits. You can't think things are going to go up forever, and you can't be afraid. The fear leads to FOMO. FOMO leads to the dark side. And what's FOMO? The fear of missing out. Now, that's good and bad. It's a double-edged sword. It's good when something is priced extremely low in a bull market to have FOMO and get in on those coins while they are extremely cheap. Some people would say they're on sale, but getting Cardano under a dollar and today, the week of April 6th, it's above a dollar. Well, that is literally 100 times your return. Can you imagine buying Cardano under a penny? Well, many people did. And the ones that are reaping the benefits right now had the foresight and vision to be patient. Patience is key in this market. You have to have to have vision and understand that what you're doing is not for just the immediate returns, but also down the road. Because it's such an emerging market, you have to put fear aside. We see the vision. We see what's going to happen in the future, and we pay attention to these cycles. You know, bull runs, they come around only once every four years. This is the third time that we have seen a bull run, and each time they get exponentially bigger. Each time there is more volume. Every time there are more and more investors. Everybody says, oh, but this time's different. And you know what? Cycles are not, patterns are not, but this time very well could be. A bear market lasts for three to four years. And during that time is the accumulation phase. And that's when the smart investors, people like you and me, are buying coins. And we're putting them aside in our wallets and keeping them safe. And we're waiting for the bull run because now is the time to cash out on some of them, take profits. And there's still great opportunities. What we do know is as there's great opportunities now, the best opportunities to buy are in a bear market. We had the last four years to accumulate. So while we accumulated, now is the time to take profits, to buy the house, to buy that Tesla and Bitcoin. Use what you have earned, but don't spend it all. Obviously, things can continue to go up. And how much longer? Well, history tells us there's patterns and cycles that are very clear. I mentioned how long they last. And typically, a bull market could last anywhere from seven, eight, nine months from start to finish, even longer. The reason I say things are different, but they're not yet, is because the cycles and patterns repeat themselves. It was just back in 2017 when in April... We were watching alt season hit full steam and we were seeing amazing gains. Some things started to really peak around February, others in March, some in November and December, but that peaking carried on throughout April, throughout May. And we even saw it randomly in a lot of coins in June and July. But by the time the summer started to fizz off, a lot of coins started to correct. There is a major drop. In fact, Initial drop was around 40% in less than 30 days and up to 90% on some of these tokens. So that tells you a lot. There's a ton of volatility and it tells you things could happen again. I am going to be prepared for taking good profits during the month of April, May, June, July. I want to not just preserve capital, but I want to have some money on the side for the next crash or the next dip to buy. But what makes this time different is 2021. It's not about COVID. It's not about the state of the world. It's about the institutional money. It's about the volume. It's about going mainstream. 
Crypto has really gotten attention that it never did before with celebrities from Gene Simmons and Snoop Dogg to CEOs of major companies, Mark Cuban, Elon Musk, and other companies putting Bitcoin on their balance sheets. When the large institutions such as JP Morgan and Fidelity, they're creating trading assets for cryptocurrencies, including Litecoin, Ethereum, and Bitcoin. Even NASDAQ has announced a crypto desk that is gonna be coming out for trading. It's a volatile market, but this is money crypto has never seen before. So could the bull run last longer? I say absolutely. Could we see and break all new all-time highs from the last run? Absolutely. I believe it with all my heart and I know a lot of other people do, but you also have to be prepared that there could very well be a downside. And with all the speculation and with what is going on in the economy in the world today, most people are putting their money into better assets where they get a return and they're able to kind of keep their money out of the government's hand by investing in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. It's not so much about it being regulated, but the government really hasn't done much for anybody in the last few years. And right now is the time when people are feeling more and more neglected, not necessarily safe with money in the bank. You're not getting a big return on anything. There is nothing that comes close to cryptocurrency or Bitcoin as an asset class for gains. Nothing. You can't even compare it to gold, not silver. Sure as hell not your 401k. So it really gets down to seeing the vision and being a part of what is actually happening, not waiting for the right opportunity. Sure, buy low, sell high, it sounds easy, but you gotta have a strategy. You either wanna hold and have some things for your kids down the road for your grandkids even, because one day there's not gonna be any Bitcoin left. There's only 21 million. So if your strategy is to take profits, I personally am gonna sell some altcoins instead of my Bitcoin, and I'm gonna keep that Bitcoin, knowing that once the next halving takes place, there's gonna be less. After the final halving, there's even fewer Bitcoin and there's more idiots that are gonna lose it. So while these institutions are buying it up like Amazon and Tesla, remember, they also said they're not converting it to fiat. There's a reason they're not selling. There's a reason they're so successful. So I don't suggest selling them your Bitcoin. I'd hold on to that. Maybe sell something different, something that was meant for a payment, some Digibyte, Litecoin. There's a lot of options out there. I'm personally holding on to my Bitcoin because I think down the road, it's gonna be worth a whole lot of money. Definitely over a million dollars. And we're definitely gonna see that in our lifetime. But we still have a long way to go. Have those diamond hands, keep holding, which of course you're gonna hodl for dear life and just don't sell that Bitcoin yet. There's a long way to go. And we're really just at the beginning. And now Crypto Karma Entertainment News. Well, in the world of music and NFTs, None other than Kings of Leon have announced a new album coming out. Again, somebody's following 50 Cent's lead. This is only available as an NFT. Kings of Leon have announced their new album, When You See Yourself. They're actually following 50 Cent's lead in this crypto space, but this is gonna be the very first NFT album. What are they doing different? Well, the token is gonna to unlock some special perks that you cannot get with a regular download. There's limited edition vinyl that you could order with the NFT and front row concert tickets for life. There's a few little Easter eggs hidden and a lot of perks that you could unlock only with the NFT. Well, how much is it? It's 50 bucks. It's a lot more than any other album has ever been, but it's also a lot more valuable. The other thing is, it's a limited edition value. They're doing direct sales for only two weeks via digital download. And after that time, they're not making any more. That makes it, well, another tradable, collectible NFT and a limited edition value album as it is. So you got two weeks. Kings of Leon, When You See Yourself, 
the first NFT. Really excited to see how this goes. I want to remind you guys that Crypto Karma is brought to you by JWH Finance, which is the leader in residential mortgage lending. You go to jwhfinance.com and apply now. And of course, you're going to get the best deals. Closing refinances in two weeks because we also move at the speed of crypto. I hope you guys enjoyed it and got something out of it too. Make sure you check out all the online resources to stay up to date in the world of crypto. Remember, if it's not your keys, it's not your cheese. Protect it with a digital wallet. Do not leave your money on an exchange and have fun. Bitcoin, always moving at the speed of crypto. This is Nick Green with Crypto Karma, and I'll see you next time. Explore the cryptocurrency universe with Nick Green on Crypto Karma. Learn about Bitcoin and blockchain, Ethereum, Dogecoin, and more. Buy and sell and trade and learn how to make some serious money with digital currency. And hear the podcast on Podbean.